are good, man. Thank you. You want to do your hidden track? <laughs> My hidden track? My hidden track is just just a bunch of. So that's my hidden track. Can you wait 15 minutes? This week on Moonshine and Music. You, you had a, I just, you know, was, uh, llamas have, have been a theme from this episode shot during today so far. Seriously? So, yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's a strange theme. You know, it's strange to, to mention, you know, another episode, but Dakota Mucky was being interviewed, and he was talking about his band that was called the Razorback Llamas. <laughs> Which, I, I don't know how we get llamas in two of them. But, I don't know. I mean, that's, it, that's it, good. It seems like a thing that's going to happen. Well, my story with the llama <clears throat> is we bought it because we were having problems with coyotes eating our chickens and and our, our other animals. So take me home. Take me home. Take me home. Take me Everybody. Welcome to Moonshine and Music, the perfect music show. My name is Joe Shelton, and I'd like to welcome you to an excellent show today. This one, I am pretty sure you're going to find at least mildly amusing. Um, Jim Holden is our guest today, and uh, Jim and I are really good friends, and we play music a lot together. And I got to tell you, the interview goes... <laughs> Places I did not expect, and it's it's very funny. Um, so uh, I hope it's not all inside jokes. I hope you guys also find it humorous. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun doing this episode, and the performance today is. And I'm not just saying this because he's a friend. I think it's probably the best performance uh, that I've heard him give. It's just fantastic. You're gonna love every moment of the performance. But don't skip ahead because the interview is fantastic. And we're going to get to it right now, right here on Moonshine and Music. <laughs> so um you know we uh uh we usually start this off with where you where you're from and um and stuff like that um so let's do that again <laughs> where'd you I go thought you were gonna go a different direction. so we're not gonna do that we're actually gonna go <laughs> since you've watched a couple episodes and know where we're going i'm gonna right. take it in a whole I'm different take direction. An entire different direction uh, no i grew up in spencer Indiana, which is just about Oh, 20 minutes outside of Bloomington, and uh, a little small town. Lived there for a long time, well, about 13, 14 years, something like that in my life. Then we moved around, lived in Alabama for a minute, lived in Montana for a minute, and then ended up here. So now I'm in Indy. So uh, when you were growing up, was it a farm setting? I mean, Spencer? Yeah, it was a bit of a, we like to call it more of a homestead, because it was a, we had, we didn't really have enough room to do like a full-fledged farm, but we had a big old garden. We had chickens, ducks, 
geese, goats. We had a llama at one point, but that llama died. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, was uh, llamas have, have been a theme from this episode shot during today so far. Seriously? So, yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's a strange theme. You know, it's strange to, to mention, you know, another episode, but Dakota Mucky was being interviewed, and he was talking about his band that was called the Razorback Llamas. <laughs> I don't know how we get llamas in two of them. But, I don't know. I mean, that's, it, that's it, it good. seems like a thing that's going to happen. Well, my story with the llama <clears throat> is we bought it because we were having problems with coyotes eating our chickens and, and our, our other animals. And so we got a llama because they're natural protectors, I guess. Weird, but... They do that. And so we got this llama. His name was Gucci. Good name for a llama. Gucci. <laughs> it's a solid Gucci name for a llama. is a good name for purses and llamas. Yes, purses and, and llamas. <laughs> um, and so, so we got him. And we had him like probably two weeks, and he got sick, got really sick. And so we had to call in the vet, and the vet's like, there's nothing we can do for him. He's going to die. And we're like, we just got this llama. <laughs> so the way our, our property was set up, it was, it was basically on a three-tier valley. So we were on the second tier, and obviously the valley was on the first tier. And okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that's, you there. that's how valleys work. That's why they called it a valley? That is why they called it a valley, yeah. That's strong. It's, it's good naming. Yeah, it's good naming. And they, uh, so it died, Gucci died on the second tier. So llamas are big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, a good rule of thumb is never bury something where, you know, water's going to roll over it downhill. So we couldn't bury it on the second, the second tier. Right, so, so had we had to, we had to drag it down the hill. Oh, to the bottom. To the bottom of the bottom end of, of the valley, just so we could bury the thing. We had to put it on a tarp. So and you then drug we, it on a tarp, or did drug you drag it, it up to a mule? Or no, no, we didn't have any mules. Oh, okay. um, Close to mule was our dog, but <laughs> and, and you didn't have forty acres either. No, did yeah. not have forty acres. No, the forty acres and a mule thing. Yeah, it didn't apply to us. No, we only had I think twelve. So you know, twelve acres. Yeah, twelve and, acres and a, llama. and a llama. Yeah, that was that was the same for <laughs> that the could whole be an album cover. It could be. It could be. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 was always the worst. We had to bury that stupid llama, and it took us forever. The so hole was you, huge. Did I mean, you dig it by hand? Yeah. Yeah, we had to sit down there and we were digging this stupid. No hole. shovels. No. no uh, well, no shovels. No, no, God no. no, no. Dug it, with, it was like uh, it was like Clark Griswold with it the was. Christmas tree. Right? Yes, yes. We just had like some sticks that we sharpened to a point, and then we'd loosen up the dirt, you know, and then pick it up by hand. You're just kidding, right? Are you serious? <laughs> Like, you aren't really serious. Like, I'm hoping you had a shovel. We had a shovel. We did have a shovel. And that, yes, but we yes. had to eat the dirt. But we had to eat the dirt. We had to put it somewhere, you know? I mean, but they, it was tasty dirt. It was, it was good dirt. It was, it was good, good dirt. It was very, you made it was dirt very, pudding. It was fertile, like real. It was fertile soil, so, you know, it was very good you know, dirt. Yeah. That always scares me when someone says dirt pudding and they've got, like, the gummy worms in there. And there's actual dirt. That they're going to play a practical joke, joke and throw actual dirt and actual, actual dirt worms. Dirt and worms. Yeah. You know? It's probably oh, that, that's, that, that's, you don't have that same fear. <laughs> no, okay, okay, yes, I do. That's all it for this week's Joe's phobias. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this um, is why Joe's not allowed to cook for the guests. Because <laughs> he's gonna make actual dirt pudding. That, I, I, no, I said somebody else. I would never do that. Oh, okay. I didn't get this way by not cooking good food. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. You know, a dirt pudding? I don't think that'd put much weight on you. Yeah, like no, real dirt. Probably not. No, not, not the dirt. kind that I eat. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a great way to go. So, um, as you were growing up, when did you start deciding to, to play music? I mean, was it the llama that inspired you it to was, grab a guitar? It was really, it wasn't the llama as much as it was the ducks. Um, 
I just loved. I just love their tone. It's so bassy, and you know, and, and, that, just, and that made like, dude, forever. I'm gonna play bass. Forever, I'm gonna play bass because you know, you know, male ducks are very different than female ducks because they're male ducks, and they 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 have a very <laughs> low pitch uh, quack. They don't actually just go quack quack. They like go like real low, and uh -huh. so so you know. A little um, more like that. There we go. And uh, you know, and so I used to show ducks at the fair. Seriously? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I remember um, some of my fair stories are great. Like, so like uh, I remember when the PlayStation Two came out. I was like, I want a, I want a PlayStation Two. My parents <laughs> are like. <laughs> <laughs> we're poor. <laughs> and I was like, they, they literally were like, the only way you can get it is if you save the money up yourself and, and buy it yourself. And I was like, okay, all right, what's the fastest way I could do this? So <laughs> the fastest way to do it was to buy a baby pig and, and uh, I stick with duck story. No, no, no. We, we, we shifted to livestock, okay. uh, not poultry. And so, so you, we bought a baby pig and I raised it. And, and I called it my own. But I never named it, because you never name these things, because they're going to go to the butcher. So I, I raised it, showed it to fair, and sold it for like 500 bucks. Sweet. Yeah. Went out and bought a PlayStation 2. That was, that did, was, did, did, did they make some bacon out of him? Probably. I love bacon is... Bacon is like uh, Nirvana. It's it's, no. it's not that grungy. <laughs> it isn't that grungy. That's true. It's a little more salty. Than yeah, a little are. more salty. Yeah. More in utero rather than uh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you know Nirvana in its uh, special kind of way. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that and I showed ducks a lot. Um, yeah, I actually made it to the state fair one time for one of my ducks. Oh, that was that was the proudest achievement. Well, that's that's cool. So, did you get five hundred bucks out of the duck? No, no, that duck. Uh, I, were duck you doing that one for a PlayStation Three? Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That was for pure enjoyment because I love ducks. They're one of my favorite animals. They're just really? so cool. Yeah. I, I I once did a music video where like the only person that was a fan of me in the in it was a duck, which you know is normal. Yeah, you know oh, that's normal. I'd say right. so. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, off the duck topic, so listening to the ducks made you want to play bass? Is that, is that really <laughs> no, it? Or, no, or do no, we no. Have, do we have an actual answer? No, so um, <laughs> I, I guess from a very young age, I was always into music. Um, we had this little, it was this tiny, I don't even know where my parents found it, but it was a tiny piano. It was wooden and, you know, a very small little cool thing. And so I guess I used to sit there when I was, I, whenever I was a kid and I would, just fit around with the notes until I figured out how to play, you know, just simple songs like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know, little things like that. Um, now, I don't remember this. I was probably like two or three or something like that, very young. And um, so my parents always knew I, I wanted to get into music. Um, and so they, they gave me guitar lessons for a little bit, but then we had to get out of that because we couldn't really, because we were renting a guitar and paying for the lessons. So like we couldn't really afford it. So we were like, all right, well, we're going to have to stop doing that. Then they put me in violin lessons. Um, and I did that for about a year. And I broke my wrist. And then I couldn't play violin anymore. You, you broke your wrist playing violin? Or yeah, or? I was that into it. <laughs> no, I broke my wrist jumping off of a swing. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I felt it just go. <laughs> And I was like, that's, that's the worst. bad. And I was like, ah. And my parents didn't believe my wrist was broken. They just thought I was being very dramatic. Until one day we were, we were in the pool. Uh, we were at like a hotel. We were at a pool. And I was like swimming. But I was like swimming like this with like one hand out of the water. Because, you know, my wrist was broken. And, and they're like, I think, I 
think we should take him in to get an X-ray. <laughs> I, th I think his wrist is actually broken, <laughs> and it was. So, so that that got me out of doing violin. Um, and then I just never got back into it. And uh, so yeah, and then I didn't I didn't really play music until my senior year of high school, and I picked up a bass guitar, started playing bass. So yeah. So um, I, you know, uh, when you when did you learn to play regular guitar? Because I you started playing bass in high school. But yeah. So I started. I know playing, you play both. Yeah. So I started playing bass first, um, and I played in a couple of bands, and I, I was just they were going nowhere. What were the names? We we were big into band names here oh, on the show. Oh man. Um, as we as we noted earlier. Yeah. Uh, God, what was that band's name? It was something stupid. It was some play off of a Led Zeppelin song, and I was I, I don't even remember. I can't remember what it was called, but um, sad. I know it is sad. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So so I did that, and it was going nowhere. And I wanted to actually get out and play gigs. I wanted to, I wanted to do shows, and so I was probably like oh, 21 or so, something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a guitar and just start going out and do open mics, so that way I can meet musicians, get gigs, and actually start playing. So that's that's why I started playing guitar. Not out of necessity, not not out of uh, really want. <laughs> and I was always I, I was in choir and I was in uh, magicals or magicals, not magic. Mag it's Italian. You wouldn't understand the top choir. And it's um, yeah, the top <laughs> choir, if you will, the acapella choir. The, the, the king of the hill. King of the hill. I was king one year. It was cool. Um, king Jim. King Jim. Or was it King Jeremy? It was King Jeremy at the time. It was okay. King Jeremy. Jeremy. But yeah, and so I'd always been in choir and always had sang, did drama and we did musicals and so yeah. Well, that's cool. When did you start writing songs? Was that about the time you started playing in the? Uh, no, I actually I uh, I've been writing songs for a long time before I was even playing music. Um, I would just write songs um, and not really know what to do with them, but I just kind of have a melody in my head and have some lyrics and just kind of write them out. And so I've been writing for a long time, but those songs were terrible. And so, <laughs> well, as as most first songs are, yeah, as right? as as it is, whenever you're you know 14 and writing a song, it's it's not going to be a good song. <laughs> it's yeah, and if it is, you're Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. You're you're yeah. some sort of prodigy. <laughs> so, um, when did uh, I know that uh, you know more recently you uh, put out a single on uh, yeah. with uh, Ben Cannon's Oh, Rhythm I did. Rivers. Yes, yes, I did. Um, how did that How did that come together? Uh, putting um, the whole thing together and, and you know the song and well, and it kind of kind of talk about that a little guard. bit. That's something people can go grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of caught me off guard. Uh, ben approached me and uh, asked me to do it. And I've, I've known Ben for a while, and. Um, We've been decent friends, I'd say. I don't know. It is Ben Cannon. I don't know if I want to call him my friend. That might get me, <laughs> might get me shot in some circles. So. <laughs> but um, but it, it, so, so we, uh, he just kind of hit me up randomly and was just like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, this little EP thing that I'm trying to get different musicians across the city to uh, sing certain songs I've written. And he's, he wanted me to do it. So I sat in and... Uh, and did that, and it was it was great. It was a fun time. Um, the songs were written um, by Ben Cannon and Cole Woodruff, and uh, it was it was yeah, it was a good time. And I know let's see, it was it was myself, Chris Birch was on there, Jeff Kelly was on there, um, Chris Wilson, and uh, oh, what was her name? Um, Marin Husselman. Yeah, Marin. I believe yes. Yep. And then there was a Cole Woodruff song on there as well. 
And I think that was it. If I'm forgetting anybody, I feel terrible. But <laughs> well, you know, it just came out recently, and you guys can find that on Bandcamp, and I'll put sure. something in the show notes to link to it. Um, but um, you know, I, I I thought it was a uh, you know because I've, I've played with you many many times mm-hmm. uh, over the uh, the years year or so the last year for sure we yeah. played lots yep. and. Um, I thought it was really kind of a departure on, from like the stuff that you normally sing. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was actually kind of a bit of a challenge for me to do because it was. Uh, it was not typically my my normal, especially the the, the actual singing part. Uh, it wasn't my typical melodies that I would do, and so it was. Uh, it was. It was a bit of a challenge to get past. But but I know Cole Woodruff and I we worked on it and got it out. So. And what's the song called? For those it out is, there. Look at him. He's drawing a blank. <laughs> oh no! Why would you do this? You know, you know it's early, and I, I was drinking, and and I'm still drinking. Well, let's look it up because I know it's on um, Bandcamp. Look at this, folks. It's a uh, show research. Fire, fire, fire. I know it's fire. Fire, it's fire something. Well, I know it's fire. It's fiery. Fire, fire, fire. No, it's not fire. It's not fire. That was a different song. That was Chris Birch's song. His was Ready, Ready, Fire, Rain, I think is what it was. Ready, Ready fire, fire, Aim. That's what it was, That's yeah. Cr- that that one, was Chris's. Yeah. Chris Birch's, and mine was... Um, um, Written in Reverse is the name of the record. You that can is find the name it on of the Bandcamp. Band yep, Written in Reverse. Um, it's called Let It Burn. Let It Burn. All right, it's all about fire. fire. No, Jim it's Holden, not. Let It Burn. See right here. It's it's about um, it's about just kind of meeting up with somebody and um, who you've had a past with and just uh, kind of just being like, hey, let's just get this all out. Just let let it let it go. You know, and and getting through that and uh, you know it's. It's it's a good one. I, I really enjoyed doing it, even though I couldn't remember the title, and it was uh, it was really fun. It was a good experience. So some of the other projects you're in, I, I know that for a while you've been like a, a bassist and a drummer for hire called Just Basics with Will. Yeah, Shouse. well, I don't do the drums, but yes. Well, he does the he drums, does drums yeah. and, and he's been on the show as part of Danny Elmar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you played uh, with, uh, I, I mean, several things. You should chat a little bit about some. Of uh, yeah, so I, I play bass. Primarily is what I do, and um, I kind of just do a lot of session work. So I've I've played with uh, Jeff Kelly. Uh, the, I play with three really primarily, um, which is Jeff Kelly in the Graveyard Shift, and I play with uh, Megan Christine Martin, and then I play with Brandon Wadley. Um, those are the three main ones I do. I've also I've played just random here and there shows, uh, filling in for like uh, like a couple weeks ago we did. Or last week, I was playing with Brent Schlimmer, and uh, you know, and, and that was that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just kind of if people need someone to fill in, I typically just hop in, and it's a it's a nice little gig. Keeps me busy, keeps me really busy, which is I I love so. Well, and I've seen you do solo gigs before too, just with your acoustic. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So you yeah. have some of those going around. Yeah, I right? still do. I do a well, kind of. I haven't le- as been as much lately, uh, which I. I've actually been thinking about it a lot, and I want to get back into doing some more solo stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do a lot of solo gigs uh, here and there, and it's just fun. It's uh, you know, my songwriting is more of an outlet for me than I see as a career path. Um, but who knows? You know, 
You never know what happens in this world. Well, um, you know, I know that you're, um, you've written, I've heard lots of your songs, and mm -hmm. I, I know that I joke this sometimes, but, um, and what they're, what they're going to hear in a few minutes when you play a couple of them is there's a, a lot of influences in those. What are some of your influences of songwriting? I know the yeah. Avid Brothers for sure. Yes, yeah. Um, Avid Brothers are a big one. I mean, I, I, I know I said this on an episode before someone was talking about the Avid Brothers, and mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I, I think of those as Jim Holden songs because <laughs> half of them I never heard until I heard I was playing them with you somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, that's not mine. That's the Avett Brothers. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's I yours now. Love, I do you know? love the Avett Brothers. Yeah, they're they're definitely my major influence. Uh, some others are like Joe Pug. Uh, I love Joe Pug. I got the opportunity to meet him um, a couple of months back, and it was it was so cool. Um, Jeff Kelly was opening for him. And, um, was, so that, was that at the Hi-Fi? It was at the Hi-Fi, yeah. And so I got uh, the chance to uh, meet up with him and uh, after the show. He's such a nice guy. And it was so cool to meet, meet someone who has influenced your music and, you know, and, and actually tell them that you know, and see them actually react in a very positive way to where you know, they're just like, oh, that's so cool that I'm impacting somebody. You know, and um, it's cool. And it a funny story with him is that we were talking and then I like, kind of, he kind of went and did his thing because he was shutting down. He had to be somewhere the next day. And uh, so he had this, he was talking about it on stage at night. He had this really massive, it wasn't like a Fender Rhodes, but it was just this really big um, uh, like keyboard piano thing. And he, uh, he was talking about how heavy it was and how stupid it was, and he hated it. And he wished he hadn't bought it because it's so heavy and annoying to move. <laughs> and so like, later that night when he was trying to take it down the stage, um, so he like flags me and Jeff over, and so we had to help him carry this thing down off the stage, and it was it was just kind of a cool moment. And so, yeah, it was. It was <laughs> I, fun. I, I thought you were gonna say so. I just kept it. So I did. I just took it home with me. I just me. took it off his hands. I mean, I got a Volkswagen Golf, and I, I couldn't fit it in there, but I just strapped it to the roof and, <laughs> and just went. <laughs> but but yes, uh, Joe Pug, Avid Brothers, big influences. John Prine, of course, because my God, John Prine. Um, you know, and, and a lot of those bands. I've heard uh, you play John Prine songs before yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 I've done some John Prine. I, I really dig, dig it, and uh, you know, and then even some, um, even some like not, not really acoustic-y folky acts. Like uh, you know, I, I've been influenced a lot by My Morning Jacket. I just love their songwriting styles, um, and just the way they put a song together. Jim James's voice is like an angel, and so it's, <laughs> so it's great, um, but. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll watch the show and, and get that. Yeah, hopefully. You know? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, he thinks my voice is angelic. Oh, that's so uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of the 78 regular viewers. Is he? Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. You know, the, 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 he, I, uh, there's him, and then there's everyone else. You know, as far as we... <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we feel it. We have a big My Morning Jacket following. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I could see it. Definitely, definitely. I, I mean, I don't know. I, it would be great if we did. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take any viewers. So, we, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you know, uh, d uh, you know, talk a, a little bit about the anatomy of when you're writing a song, because uh, you know this is always an interesting question to me. <laughs> like, um, you know, how do you put one together? Do you do you hear the melody in your head? I mean, you talked about when you were younger, you kind of did that, but now that you know, you know how to play the instruments sure. and all of that. Do you, do you feel like sometimes there's a riff that you come up with and, and you're like, you know, that's really cool, I should put some words to it, or how, how does it happen? Uh, a lot of the times, for me, it just it becomes very, uh, the songs come to me very naturally. Um, so I'll just be sitting around, just noodling around on the guitar, or, you know, I I'm, might be up late on like a, I don't know, on some stupid day, like a, like 
like a like a Tuesday. I hate Tuesdays. That's why I always go out and drink on Tuesdays. <laughs> I hate Tuesdays. <laughs> I can never get the hang of like. Uh, do, do you know Douglas Adams? Uh, he's an author. Uh, no, I don't. He wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay, I know okay. that. And there, he, there's like a quote by one of the characters, and he's like, it must be a Thursday. I can never get the hang of Thursdays. Well, it's that, but for Tuesdays for me. So, um, but, so like, you know, I, I might just be up and, you know, just kind of been thinking about things in life. And, and um, I'll, I'll typically just, I'll literally just be noodling around on the guitar, and I'll just start free-forming um, songs and just kind of singing, and there's lyrics coming. And... Um, a lot of times I forget them, so I have to I have to either immediately write them down, or I have to record myself. So a lot of times, I, whenever I start playing, I'll just record everything I do. So because sometimes something good actually comes out of it. There's a lot of not good, but sometimes some good comes out of it. <laughs> well, you know, it's the way we're the way things. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not just when you're younger. I think the thing that you know uh, for me about writing songs when you're younger versus uh, older is that when you're younger, like whatever you come up with first is kind of what you stick with. Yeah. And when you get older, you're th that's why they're better because you like learned, oh, that first thing, it might have a little modicum of what I really need, mm -hmm. but I can, you know, and I, I get 15 of them and you're like, I want a little piece of that, yeah. a little piece of this. No, right? And, and I, do th I do that a lot with my songs. I, um, I will piece them together. So, cause I have, I always write half songs, it seems like. Like, I never, I, I very rarely write an entire song. I've totally heard you play those. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I remember one time we were at, like, Fountain Square Brewery sitting outside, and you were like, hey, I got this little piece of a song. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and so, I, <laughs> and I do. I, that's that's the way it works. Like, uh, I'll just kind of sit there, and I'll be playing around, and I'll come up with something, and it may just be two verses or a verse and a chorus, and I'm like, oh, I really like that. So I'll write it down, record it. And then, um, and then I'll revisit it later, and I'll have nothing, I'll have nothing for it. And so I'll just kind of look back on my other songs, I've done that too, and just be like, all right, well, I'll take a bit of this and a bit of that. And so it's kind of interesting because it unknowingly ends up being very cohesive and, and like, I, I, I don't know how it happens. Like, a lot of times I don't know what the song's about until after I've played it a couple times and then I'm like, oh that's what I that's what I'm talking about. Like it's it's almost like my subconscious <laughs> coming through it, you know, and and it's like, oh that's interesting. Okay, that's cool. You know, and um and so yeah it's it's strange. I, I don't ever really sit down and have an idea in my mind and like I'm gonna write a song about this. Very rarely does that happen. All right, so now I'm getting fired up to hear some original songs. Yeah. So let's you know have a little performance. Okay. Are you are you game? Sure. I can do that. All right, man. There's no ducks here to help with anything, but we do have some birds chirping. That'll will, do. will that be all right? I'm to do. You know, like a little didgeridoo of the birds yeah, sprinkled throughout your set. All right. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on Moonshine and Music. Sure. And uh, let's have a, a, a little break, and we'll be right back. Thanks, Jim. Yep. Next week on Moonshine and Music, Chris Mack is going to bring here to bring his special brand of hip hop to Moonshine and Music stage, and it'll sound a lot like this. Said I am an I'm a kid. I am an adolescent. Many things I learned out of most, but the most, but I slip with a sense of pressure becomes even small when I see it. One in a minute, you when I'm right with a ten. Ten out of ten, he is perfect. The highest above is the highest on surface. Even like calves in the water, we don't even know how to swim. This man told me to paddle. Another man said try again. I'm sinking. I need a savior. I probably won't even live. Oh, hi, Jeff. I did not hit her. I didn't. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, all right, this first one's called The Carpenter. It's, uh, it's a story about um, me kind of taking the place of my dad when he was my age. Uh, just kind of 
kind of, you know, comparing and contrasting to see if he was in the same situation I was, and just, you know, same point in life. Um, which, funny enough, when I did this, when I wrote the song, I was not a carpenter, but have since become a, a carpenter. So now, <laughs> now I'm in the cabinetry, and uh, so it's just kind of funny that, that ended up happening.
how many of these do I do? Three. Three? One's fine? Thanks, guys. Let's <laughs> do the same one again and again. Yeah, okay, I'll just do it on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's called uh, Glass Jar. I forgot I should probably introduce these songs. Um, uh, there's really not much depth to it. It's just really about getting... Uh, going camping and getting drunk and just trying to forget about things. So the classic drinking story, you know. Actually, funny enough, <laughs> um, we talked about the Avid Brothers and the influence from this song came from an Avid Brothers song. They talk about uh, in the Ballad of Love and Hate. He talks about um, one of the characters in it. His name's Hate. And he's sipping from a glass jar in one of the verses. And so I kind of took that as inspiration. All right, I'll start it for real. Oh 
the stool that I sit in will creak when you shake. <laughs> actually, funny enough, I don't know if the McDonald's remember this, but uh, Brittany and Scott McDonald actually helped me write one of those verses, the, the a vocal melody. I don't know if they remember. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, the good verse. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly Brittany, it wasn't Scott. I mean, Scott helped. He was there. Get moral support. He gave you a beer. I don't even know if he gave me a beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he probably gave me like one of those, uh, you know, freezy push pops. <laughs> yeah, he probably had. I, I guarantee you, he has a bunch of those. Probably, he probably only eats like the yellow one though. Yeah. The yellow one's a nasty one. It's like the, I don't even know what flavor it is. It's the lemon flavor. What's that? Yeah, yeah. They're like, the ones you get in like, <laughs> like, like a roll like this, and then you just, yeah. The yellow ones are nasty. Everyone knows the blue ones and the grape ones are where it's at. Yeah, purple, yeah. All right, um, this next one is called Home. It's, uh, it's a song I wrote when I spent a week down in uh, the mountains in... Uh, near Asheville, North Carolina. And I wrote this because uh, there's this, the tallest mountain east of the Mississippi is Mount Mitchell. And it's just outside of Asheville, North Carolina. And it's, uh, it's really cool. So the guy who it's named after, um, he was professor, uh, I don't remember where, it may have been University of North Carolina. Um, but he was basically trying to figure out the elevation of this mountain. And, um, Sadly enough, he died like 100 yards from the peak of the mountain. So what they did is if you ever go there, they have a grave and he's buried on this mountain. And there's this, this just beautiful, beautiful plaque, beautiful grave. And on top of this, just gorgeous view. And uh, so it kind of got me thinking about, you know, like, like where I want to be buried. Like just graveyards are so sad. Put them somewhere like, you know, where it's fun, where people want to go. No one wants to really go to a graveyard. So, well, some people do. And so, you know, put me somewhere where people will visit. So that's what this song's about.
Put me in the ground, some far off mountaintop Off the beaten and treaded trails Where those who can't come will go who can come will stay and take me home so take me I finally got you to sing my favorite Jim Holden song, which is Home. And I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that because I certainly did as a fan and a friend. That was a great performance and a great show today. I want to thank Brent Smith for hosting the shows. Um, very, 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 very much we thank you for hosting us and putting up with us uh, as we had eight episodes shot in one day. And I also want to thank Eat New Media, our partner, who has uh, who put together the video portion of the show, Brandon Lay and uh, and his team. Uh, great job over there. Uh, go to eatnewmedia.com if you need some video work done. Also, next week on the show, we're going to have Chris Mack in, and it will be a lot of fun. He's a fun guy. He's got a lot to say. He's got a lot of good, happy music uh, to bring a positive message to the world, and I think you'll enjoy that. And... Um, also, you can check me out this week. I'll be playing at the Books and Brews store in Broad Ripple on Friday. And on Saturday, I will be at a place in Beach Grove, Indiana called Harvey's Tavern. And if you haven't been there, it's a good day to go visit. They have awesome tenderloins. I mean this, really. All right, then. That's about all for today's show. Thank you for joining us on Moonshine and Music.
Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's program are Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Be sure to join us next time on Moonshine and Music.